Well, welcome everyone to this bonus episode of Elections on Tap with your host, Miles Wilburn, and the panel. Uh, today we have Christos and Max as members of the panel, and then we have a special guest, uh, my colleague and friend, Tom Melton. So, uh, noted Ohio politics expert, Tom Melton. <laughs> Great. So, without further ado, uh, let us discuss about the, the recent news in the Ohio Senate race. Um, uh, as, we, as we know, it, Amy Acton dropped out or essentially withdrew. Yeah, what, what, do you guys, what do you guys think? I can't say I'm shocked. I'm disappointed. Definitely <laughs> disappointed. I would have voted for her in the primary. But I think it's, uh, she thought enough about it to see how nasty of a primary on both sides it was going to get. The Dems yeah. do, not, do not want a contested primary. The best shot is to have an annoyed candidate. And Tim Ryan raised some good money. And I know Amy had a ton from a super PAC sitting, and she has the capability to raise a ton of money. But uh, name rec is, is high. But, I mean, Tim Ryan is a very, very formidable opponent. And she also knew if she was the nominee, she would have been dragged through the mud again. Her kids would have been dragged through the mud. Her husband would have drag been dragged through the mud. There'd be protests in her neighborhood again. And just the vitriol of the, the Ohio conservatives against her is, is insane because of actually doing her job as, as health director, which is incredible. But I think it's just, she doesn't, she doesn't want to be a politician. And Tim Ryan is a career politician. He's, he knows what he's doing. He's finally moving up. Uh, but again, disappointed. I think she, she really would have been a compelling, different type of candidate. Yeah. I, I agree, especially with the word different there. You know, when, when you look at it, because if you look at, you know, the Senate candidates in the past few years who've been doing real well nationwide, you know, the, the average white guy veteran isn't doing so hot anymore. Whereas, you know, you look at someone like, oh, Mark Kelly, astronaut. He's, well, yeah, he's technically a moderate white guy veteran, but, you know, he's got the whole astronaut lane going on there. You know, it, it's, some, it's something different. And I think Amy Acton, you know, former health official of, of Ohio, especially, you know, you know, post COVID, well, somewhat currently, hopefully by the time 2022 comes around post COVID uh, world, it, it would have been an interesting campaign, uh, but I knew that, you know, the Ohio GOP uh, Senate primary is already just becoming so mind-numbingly asinine that I'm almost happy the Democrats, you know, now, at least it's looking like uh, it's not going to be as competitive. Yeah. Although I say that now, and, you know, it, you know, especially since uh, Acton's not jumping in, that means that, you know, if somebody else did want to challenge Ryan, there's now, you know, no, no big obstacle to that. Even if it's more of a, you know, out there campaign, they just want to get their name out there. They want to get a message out. They can do that now, you know, as whereas before it would have been like, oh, let the adults in the room debate while you're just over there, you know, yapping about whatever. So it, 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 Old it man screams punch. loud. <laughs> Basically, uh, but it, <laughs> So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this change up changes up the dynamic because I was I, I always look forward to a competitive primary, as somebody who likes politics they're fun and then you know just as an American it's good for democracy to let the people have you know that sort of yeah. say in it, but at the same time, 
if Dems have all their stuff together for the first time in a while, whereas the GOP is, you know, running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off, I, that's good for us in the end, you know? And it, it may not be as interesting, but, you know, as we're seeing with this new administration, just because something isn't interesting doesn't mean it's not good, you know? So The, the only candidate I've heard floated lately is Amelia Sykes, mm-hmm. who I have a large disdain for, and I don't think she ends up popping in. I think she has other plans. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, she loses to Tim Ryan. There's no way. And then you have PG Sidenfeld who can't run because he's dealing with going to prison. <laughs> he would have run absolutely, but he has he has much greater issues right now. I was gonna say if you if you pick a name out of a hat of any Cincinnati area Democrat, just one third chance they're going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Not many Cincinnati Democrats. Yeah, that's true. And you have Actab running for uh, mayor down there. Separate discussion, but also a terrible candidate. You know what I say? I say just hold off and wait. Michael Stinziano is going to clean house. He's going to sweep all 88 counties in the primary in general. That's a fall. If you're looking at trajectories, Stinziano was supposed to be the guy. It, it's funny, too, because he's just kind of he's had a lot of lateral moves here in Columbus because he was. Yeah, he was state yeah. rep. For, was he state rep or city council first? He was, he was city, council, city, city council, state rep to now he's county doing. auditor. Yeah, I was gonna say I see his name every day at work on a little scale. This has been you know county auditor's office. The stint state, state rep to county auditors absolutely a downgrade. Yeah, again he, he could he could move try and move up in the future because that's the other thing too is for an Ohio Democrat. There's not much room to move up. So do you think, you know, at the first big opportunity, everyone, everybody would be jumping? And there were a couple of weeks there where, you know, aside from the two big names, Ryan and Acton, there were a few other Dems looking at it. Like, you know, they were asking Nina Turner, oh, you're going to drop out of the congressional race now, run for Senate. They were asking, Joyce Beatty gave it heavy consideration. I know. I don't think Captor would have because, you know, she likes where she is. Uh, but, you know, you think that there'd be at least a couple more names from the state house or state Senate saying, you know, I could give it a look. I could maybe, you know, hop in for a couple months, maybe, but it, I don't know. It, Tim Ryan's just, I guess, he, he's essentially got a lock on it, you know? Yeah. My, um, my, like, main question about Acton, and, like, obviously I admired her for what the work she was doing, and it was just, like, an absolute travesty that she was, like, chased out of that job, but it's a little bit of, like, how, like, does she have more baggage than it's worth just because of how much they all hate her and like it's not uh it's not like a toss-up state where it's like it has a republican lean if you animate the republicans and rile them up that much does that make it impossible for her to win that was like my back of the mind outsider view and i'd be interested in if you guys think that's the dumbest thing ever if it had some validity i very much agree with that because in the same way we've seen what trump does to ohio turnout it's almost like that but flipped on its head is that there's so much vitriol against Acton, just like there's so much love of Donald Trump that it really could get the rurals out there. Uh, it, the rurals hate her. I, yeah. I've been out there. They have, like, they had signs, they had everything. And it very much could have been a turnout thing, but say you get Jane Timken versus Tim Ryan. That's one of the most boring, just based on their two personalities, matchups you could have. And Jane Timken's not getting that kind of turnout. Josh Mandel, who knows, but, like, <laughs> it'd be very much more chill and that's what the democrats need to win in the state right and again just just kind of looking at it it's interesting too especially with acting because the one big thing that i saw you know 
all the no nuance takes on Twitter saying is, oh, she was on TV. All the wine moms love her. She'd sweep in the suburbs. And it, for the people saying that, it's just funny because they clearly don't know a lot about Tim Ryan. One of his big things is like wellness and mindfulness and yoga. And, you know, if you don't think that plays as well with wine moms as Amy Acton, you know, you you really don't know what you're talking about. Because I think the one of the biggest strengths Tim Ryan has is he's simultaneously, you know, moderate white guy from, uh, you know, from Youngstown, Ohio, still, you know, part of a just, you know, industry, American industry. And yeah. at the same time, he's especially like online, he's got this huge liberal following with like moms demand action. And he's got all the well, um, you know, the mindfulness stuff going on. So he's, he's actually like really well versed. And at the same time, he's not horribly offensive to anybody either you know whereas with amy acton even though i, I don't want to say like she's offensive but there are a lot of people who you know just as many people associate her with oh i'm gonna sit on my couch and drink wine while she talks there's a lot of people who say she killed my business it was her it wasn't the wine it was amy acton and i will you know happily go out and vote for any other yahoo so it's it, i i really don't think it, it's dumb to say you know oh would that would that baggage have been there? It absolutely would have been there, and yeah. it, it it would have made what's already an uphill battle, you know, an up mountain battle. Yeah, and I think she kind of uh, addressed that at least a little bit in in her statement. I actually, I really liked the statement that she put out. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to read it, um, but she she basically said that um, that as Ohioans we we need to we need to come together and um, you know I'm dropping out or so that that can happen. And I, I think that she was very thoughtful and, and, and mindful of the political reality that she would have faced. Um, it's just so depressing because it's just so laced with just misogyny. Like, oh, oh this, absolutely. This, absolutely. This smart woman is telling me what to do. Fuck her. And it's just like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> it's 2021 and we still are just like chasing this woman out of public office or public serving as a public servant. And because also... Oh, sorry. No, I, I was winding down anyway. It just makes me sick to my stomach. I would, I was just gonna say, like on top of the misogyny stuff too. There were a lot of anti-Semitic attacks against her, and it's just, I, yeah, I didn't even know that. I mean, I not to derail this entirely, but like, I don't, I didn't even hear about that. Me neither, honestly. From where I'm sitting, right outside her house, which I can see the street she lives on from my window, they're just neo-Nazis outside her house with guns, and it's just. Christ, you know, imagine having to go through that for only a couple months, but then in a Senate race, you know, that'd be just months and months of that. And I, I don't, I'm not that strong. Well, I couldn't do that. Usual. That's not, we've had big Jewish politicians here. That's not the case, but it was, it was just a different kind. And I think it was just the, mm -hmm. the liberal Jewish woman doctor just played terribly to the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, they, they use her as a scapegoat yeah um, for so many things and i don't know the thing that worries me too is because everyone's talking about you know appealing to the suburbs as a candidate who i still can't i think it's so funny that his name didn't even come up once when we spoke last time and then three days after you know he said he was looking at it but jd vance he's He's interesting because he's just as much of a fake Southerner as, you know, Josh Mandel is. He, he doesn't put on the accent, but he, you know, he'll make a Netflix deal about it. But uh, it's, it, it's just, he worries me because, you know, there are so many liberal Dems who have read, you know, Hibble Elegy and all of a sudden they think, you know, they're the Appalachian Whisperers. 
and it uh he's he's kind of got that you know he's a young white guy he appears fairly moderate although you know just one look at his twitter feed and you realize he's just as nuts as the rest of them but i and like recently too with uh with basically championing uh tucker carlson's um recent bullshit um, a real real hard pivot to the right and but there's still a lot of people who you know they remember him from hillbilly elegy so they think oh you know here's this you know appalachian former you know the area that used to be democrat now he's you know big republican and it he he worries me i think of all the gop like him or stivers because stivers is actually you know somewhat sane although you know primaries do a lot of stuff so let's let's wait and see what happens but he worries me for a general, but I just can't see him getting through a primary. Either yeah. or isn't getting through a primary. The only way I think he could get through is if it's literally just Jane Timken and Josh Mandel trying to outright each other. Yeah. And then somebody who at least seems more moderate slips through, you know? And that's Stiver's pass, but I don't see JD Vance's path. He's not he's not getting more moderate. He's going the same direction as them. And if you want a three way crazy primary with them like Bernie Marino to get some random votes and everything. There's no moderate lane there at all. They'll just splinter off and vote for whoever they want. And I think in 2016, they vote like John Kasich was won the Republican nomination from the state of Ohio for president. There's a very large moderate Republican lane here who has really been pushed out by the, the Trump lane. The one thing too that Vance has, which kind of worries me is he's got, I, I think of any of the, GOP candidates he's almost got the media backing in a way you know where he at least has that going for him you know and I I doubt that's enough to win a statewide primary but it's not nothing so when it would help him in the general for sure oh yeah Um, do you think you know I I know we're talking about the senate race but so so much of what I think will determine this in some way is like do the Dems have a strong enough overall ticket to turn out or are they just putting all their marbles in the Senate race, like isn't the we have the governor's race up too, don't we? Yeah, and we didn't we didn't really talk about, about the governor's race in the last pod, podcast. It's, it's not happening. I mean, we we can talk about it. We're not we're not. The only it, way that's even remotely competitive, and by that I mean like safe to, is it likely or lean? Which is first behind safe? Uh, likely. Yeah, All right. Likely. Thank you. The only way it goes from safe to likely is if Dewine gets primaried, and it's by some real nutso. But that's he's getting primaried by Renacy. If Renacy wins the nomination, I think it should be in the same category as Senate. Mm-hmm. And I would say Senate's likely. The, kind of an aside here, but one of my one of the funniest moments from it was earlier this year was Renacy on Twitter. He was tweeting out like, you know, Ohio, we have such great stuff. Like we have Cedar, we have Cedar Point. You know, we have Kings. Uh, what is it, Kings Isle? Kings yeah, Island. Kings Island. yeah, we have Kings Island, and then he just goes, "We have six flags," and everyone was like, "No, Jim, we have not had a six flags in Ohio since 2003." <laughs> oh that was one of those dumb. Like, he's just a bad candidate all around, too. Whereas, you know, somebody like Mandel is just—he's bad and offensive. Renacy's just bad. So, yeah, if if Dems nominate a good person in the gubernatorial race again, it it goes from I don't see it happening to. It could happen, but I, I think Dems should definitely focus on the Senate race here. Yeah, because obviously it's open, but DeWine's nominee is, is a lock. DeWine is a juggernaut in this state, as he has been for 40 years. Mm-hmm. He yeah. I have an issue. The, the 
the other races, because we also have, we have everything else up since almost all of our state positions are on the same cycle. It's who knows. Like I thought we had some really good candidates. Like uh, in 2018, our AG candidate was strong. The treasurer okay. candidate was strong. Um, as strong as they are, like it's, it's top of the ticket down. It's going to be an issue once again. And I don't think anyone picks up anything. You could have a crazy, you could have a weird race and like maybe pick off like Secretary of State or something, but it's not going to be remotely competitive for most of them. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> um, I mean, who do you think uh, will will run for governor on the Dem side? You know what? Screw it. Let's get the stins. Let's get the stins at the top of the ticket. Let's see how he does. Nan's going to get the nomination. Nan Wiley? Or yeah. Wiley? I, think, yeah. I think pretty much a lock there. Who's that? Uh, Mayor, Mayor Dayton, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially okay. since she announced she's not running for re-election a couple months ago. That basically, you know, confirmed she, she's anything. Good. Like she, she's a good candidate. I like her. She's not going to win, but she'll just get I'd like to see her run in a redrawn 10th after redistricting. I would love a redrawn tenth with her running. She could she could pick that off. Yeah. I mean, Desiree Tims didn't do terrible. Didn't do as well as people wanted, but I, I think kind of tying back to what we were saying earlier, I think Amelia Sykes, one of her best options is see if an Akron district's drawn. I yeah. think that's you know, that's her ticket up. We we talked about that last time. It, an Akron district yeah. is in the possibilities is more likely than a lot of them. Yeah. And I mean that's hers for the taking right there. One, because they're probably going to draw Ryan's out anyway, right? So that yeah. means there's going to be some reallocation. And I mean, that's why he's running for Senate, because he's drawn out. Yeah. He, was, he was probably going to run for the Senate before, but it would be, you know. I don't know, because he had so many opportunities to move up. I, he, I think he really just loves being in the House. I, also, I do think, though, like, when I saw him running for president, I was like, all right, he's going to run for the Senate seat. You know what I mean? Like, he knew he wasn't going to win that. So it's like, all right, so he's just trying to raise his name ID and get some more donors. Like, okay. So it made sense that he was finally running. But I do think that he probably had some hesitancy to run against an incumbent. But now that's open. Yeah. You might, you might as well. You don't want to get embarrassed. And we've had too many. Like, Ted Strickland's mm -hmm. career got completely ended. Oh, Ted Strickland. I, I haven't heard the name in years now because he got embarrassed so badly. He got destroyed. Yeah. There was a, I did see Ted Strickland at the um, the the uh, Ohio Twelfth party um, for, for for the special election. <laughs> he, was, he was up there. Speaking of Ohio Twelve, we have a primary. A big yeah. Uh, Elena Shear. Yeah. Who was the other? Well, Elena Shear, who ran last year. Yeah. I'm, primary. Daniel O'Connor is. Her versus oh is he running again yeah, yeah he's running again that'll be interesting. people who follow me on twitter by the way uh, <laughs> who have a outside chance if the 12th is very much redrawn in dem's favor which won't happen but crazier things have happened in the state yeah what gonna... do you think about that um about, about o'connor throwing his hat in i don't know why he did it to be honest, I think that the Dems' best hope is that it ends up being kind of a dummy mander, even though it yeah. might not be Jerry. The Dems' best hope is that they get the 12th to be mostly growing Delaware County. And then in 26, 28, when Delaware County finally flips blue, they have a shot at the seat. But that's a while away. 
there needs to be more population growth because you can't have a district of only Delaware County and Northern Franklin right now. There's just not enough people. I, I did have a question for you guys because it, it hasn't been discussed too much recently. And someone said it on our campus Dems group chat and it just, you know, kind of jogged my, uh, my thinking about it a little bit. The two big celebrity names people mentioned in Ohio for Senate, Chappelle, LeBron, any chance there? What do you guys think? <laughs> I think LeBron is a possibility later down the line um, once he retires and then Chappelle uh, probably less of a possibility but th th that's kind of where I think or, or where I think if Chappelle wanted to he'd be a very good candidate I don't think he wants to yeah I think LeBron very very much could and we're looking at a 2028 20, 2030 he wants to yeah. finish playing he wants to play with his kid and then he probably wants to make some more money yeah so i mean if he wants to be just a kid from akron running for governor i'm all for it i think he'd be a great candidate i don't know how great of a governor or senator he would be but it's neither here nor there i, I think especially with dave Chappelle, he's got that weird thing going on where he really resonates well i think he could resonate with a lot of rural voters in a way with just how much of like he's like screw the system you know he's very yeah. he, He's a straight talker, straight shooter, which, you know, I think would, would certainly help him. I think he, honest to God, could do really, really well, but it, he probably doesn't want it. Hey, we're, I'm happy to export the Al Franken comedian playbook um, to, to Dave Chappelle. And Al used to have a joke that he would always say, he's like, look, if you want to run for the U.S. Senate, be a comedian for 30 years and then run for U.S. Senate. It works every time. <laughs> well, until there's photos of you being a comedian out there. Well, I mean, he still won the first place, so it works. He just didn't think what happens next after you win. And, I mean, Dave, Dave's gotten more political lately. And, Tom, your, your oh, mic yeah. is down again. Dave, he's right in Yellow Springs. Because, like, I, I have a friend who she lives right by Yellow Springs, and, like, she'd go there all the time. People would just see him, like, around. He'd, like, buy people coffee at a coffee shop. And I almost feel like if I went there and I was like, hey, Dave, you think about running? He'd probably give me an honest answer. He'd probably say no. I, I was there a couple weeks ago and I was praying I'd just run into him. And I had in my mind, I was going to be like, hey, Dave, like, nice to see you, man. And he would have been like, great to see you, son. And then I would have just walked away. But <laughs> Now I need to go to Ohio and try that. Yeah, we should take a field trip. Field trip to Yellow Springs. Podcast field trip. Here we go to Dave's house. And we'll, invite, and we'll invite him to be a guest on the podcast, Miles. That's how it will blow you up. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> on the Elections Tap podcast, announcing his run for governor of Ohio. <laughs> Minnesota, like, I don't know what he thinks of the seven. Yeah, I mean, he probably doesn't think very much about it at all. He loves Mankato. He's up there all the time. Oh, yeah, classic. Um, all right, well, uh, as I think we've covered... Um, most of the of, of the Ohio update. Thank you for listening to this episode of Elections on Tap. If you like us, please subscribe to, to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you again. Bye.